see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Friday, January 26, 2024, and this is episode 620 of the Lots Project podcast, and it's titled Accidentally Resilient, and I'll be chatting about becoming accidentally resilient, weird, uh, the only true prize in life, and lots of synchronicity going on um, almost on a daily basis. I I, uh, I have a feeling. Um, from just thinking about it, thinking about it, I'll explain more in a little while, and we have more to talk about than just that. Let's first grab a cup of coffee, see who's hanging out in the live chat and the coffee crew, and we will be here for about an hour. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we doing? I'm Mike the Philippine Nomad swinging in. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope all is good over there in the Philippines. Good evening to you, I suppose. Good morning, Rachel. Rewilder Life Hunter over on Twitch and the gentleman in early having a little bit of a chat. Jim in way early. Must have been uh must have been that uh that evening pee or that mid-morning pee. He had to get up and uh Get out of bed and, you know, wander in. Oh, maybe we'll get him a bedpan for next Christmas. Good morning, Gingerbread. Good morning, good morning. And Pip in early. Ah, grabbing a few sats before uh, before we pop back up over 40. Did, uh, did Bitcoin get above 40 this morning again? I saw that I had the alert when I woke up that it was sub 40. And I've been bouncing around right there at that 40, 39. I don't know if we hit down 38 the other day. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just hoping that it uh, it doesn't skyrocket um, here in the next month before I get uh, get paid for my my last my last quarter's commissions. So I don't know what when that locks in on the the Bitcoin price. So Pip says we pumped up to forty one point two forty one thousand two hundred. Keep her under 45. Keep it under 45 and I'll be uh, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. So uh, anyway, what is in the cup this morning? What's in the cup? We got breakfast blend. I uh, I jettisoned the blonde. I jettisoned the blonde from uh, breakfast with a little blonde. And uh, it's better. It's better. It's better. I'm not saying it was bad yesterday at all by any means. It um, It was just different. And I think he nailed it. I think he just the, the the thing is I think he absolutely nailed it with the breakfast blend. Uh, that goes back to Thanksgiving, I think, where um, I was bullshitting with Brian about um, having a he was going to send out a dark for after after dinner after Thanksgiving dinner when we want to sit down, um, and yeah, we got. We got in a chat and ended up he uh, he rolled out this breakfast light blend uh, breakfast or excuse me light blend for morning time. Uh, that was the that's kind of my I don't drink coffee in the evening, but when I do <laughs> when I do I um, I want a darker roast that sits that sits well with that after the meal. 
um, the lighter roast to me gets you up and going, makes you want to move. The darker roast makes you want to settle into a couch with a nice cup of coffee and a book or a movie. And uh, that sounds perfect after a big meal. So that was kind of the line of thinking on that. And he, um, man, he knocked it out of the park with the light one. <laughs> the dark one was pretty good too, but uh, the light one was good. James says, have to drive the price down to start the ETFs. Uh, I think it is the ETFs in general that's driving the price down. Uh, we were talking about that in the chat the other day. And just the pure amount of, um, of volume being sold being sold off and then people that are stuck in uh, like people were talking about grayscale um, getting out of the grayscale getting out of the the stocks that were exposure to bitcoin without buying bitcoin uh, all those all those uh, companies that had bitcoin on the books now that you can get exposure uh, through the ETF, I think uh, a lot of that is shifting. Um, Hunter, I believe it was Hunter or Canadian Farmstead was also talking about um, just the amount that was pre-bought and now being sold back into the to the ETF customers. I thought I saw something like 12,000, 12, was it 12, 12 million in Bitcoin a day? Um, hold on one second. Hold on one second, and I will um, get that number. If, if some of you had it off the top of your head, it was uh, the average for the last 11 days. It's gone in the chat, guys. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, hoflation. We talked about holy hoflation in the chat yesterday. That was good. Um, I don't see it. I don't see the numbers, guys. I don't know. It was uh, it was definitely a, a significant amount of Bitcoin changing hands, uh, just shuffling around in these in these ETFs in the in the back end. So price go down, price go down. That's okay with me. That's okay with me. It's uh, it's all a matter of uh, if you have it and you want to hold it, or if you have it and you need to get rid of it. And that's uh, that's what the price has to do. So. Anyway, anyway, um, what do I have on the list today? Um, basically hit that there's been, so I put in the title about the, the synchronicity, things like that. And I, I talked about at the end of yesterday's show that today I was going to talk about how I've been, how I've been really opening my eyes to how resilient we've, we've pretty much accidentally set ourselves up to be Corey and I in this um in the situation in selling the farm in buying the trailer retrofitting the trailer um going nomad traveling around being mobile I always thought leaving the farm was going to put us at a huge risk uh as a prepper it was it was um slightly terrifying <laughs> at, at some points thinking about what we were giving up and the security and everything we were giving up at the farm and the time and all that was uh was also weighing in there but the the ideal prepper scenario you know the freezers full of food the property the the land all of it all of it and we we're going to give it up and move into a travel trailer which is you know a depreciating asset 
um, with no land to to call your own. And um, but it was it was a, a means to an end for us. Uh, it, it's 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 well said by me why why we left Minnesota. The main reason, the cold, the um, the just the winters, the growing season, all of that is why we left. Uh, if we could have picked our stuff up and moved it somewhere, if we could have picked that farm up and moved it somewhere, it would have been, it would have been great. Uh, we made the decision that, that taking that step back from what we had achieved and, and going on the road was worth it. Uh, originally it was to go find a one new spot. Um, once we realized we we needed to make this trailer to to make that even happen we realized that we can go check out several spots we didn't need to just pick one and go uh that's that's where we decided to start roaming around where we started uh to decided to start exploring and as we did we realized that we don't need we don't need to have one place that we could have multiple places to go sit down that we could we could start building different we could start building in a different way um <laughs> gingerbread said if only the cheap land of siberia wasn't in siberia yeah i mean there is that but as we've traveled and as we've we've kind of gotten on the road we've been able to open our mind to different scenarios uh and you know we've come become comfortable with the fact that we can we can have a home base we can set things up <coughs> to be to be good enough i guess would be a term to think about it good enough if something happened that we could go back there and start again and and live there and live there as one property uh as we get that i think picking up more and doing that and really focusing on the, the, the time, the seasonality of where we want to be at that point. Uh, so if we're picking up a property that we want to be at in, in winter and it's in the South, really focus on designing that property to benefit us at the time period we want to be there. Um, it's a different way of thinking uh, when you when you set up your property, if you buy a property, if you buy a homestead and you're building that and you're evaluating different things you want to do and systems and animals, you're looking at a holistic year. You're looking at all four seasons. You're looking at uh, being able to take care of it all year round. I think we've shifted focus to where, well, I have um, shifted focus to really decide well if we have the property in texas we're not going to be there in the summer so let's let's set things up to be able to shut down in the summer and pick back up in this in the fall whatever that means and maybe maybe that's not achievable but i think thinking outside the box and um thinking differently because there aren't a lot of people there's no there's not a there's not a hundred blogs out there there's not a um, there's not a hundred blogs and YouTube channels out there exploring this. I mean, there's snowbirds. When you snowbird, when you Jim, when you uh, when you drive to Florida to live in Florida for the winter, it's a big thing. Like I, I think you become very 
um, very not self-sufficient as a as a as a snowbird as leaving your home and going somewhere else i think you you bring what you can i've gotten to a point where i bring everything i have everywhere i go uh so i think living this lifestyle is really opening my eyes to the fact that we could probably make this work with several locations um but having that main base to go back to so that started to be the goal morning Haas thanks for joining I sorry you can't sleep but uh if you if you can't sleep at least you have the the prize of of coming in and hanging out with uh, with us uh so that that is something that that idea has kind of developed over the course of the last year and a half as we've taken off um Chris Dixon says, I don't know many snowbirds that are living versus existing. Yeah, I mean, that is the that is the the thing. Rewilder Life says, we've considered this having animals part of the year and culling them, keeping the rabbits and laying hens for someone to watch while we're gone. We will see. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um gingerbreads farm says there's money to be made maintaining snowbird property in the summer or winter and jim is talking about flipping three homes in the last seven years has been the hardest part yeah um so there is a lot of um there's a lot of planning there's a lot of um what ifs and how to do it and uh what will work I was very impressed in Texas. Um, and the reason I really started, uh, the reason I really started getting this idea and thinking about it was one of the properties we stayed at in Texas when we were traveling to Tennessee, he had a, he had, um, aquaponic system set up and, it was pretty much self-sustaining. It was overgrown. It was um, it wasn't in the ideal shape, but no one was doing anything with it. It had solar panels. It had pumps. It had. Um, it looked like it had backup pumps. It had goldfish that looked very very hardy. Um, it was in the, sh the, the fish were in the shade. They were undercover. The plants were in, they were just in the shade enough. They had shade cloth. I think with some seasonal maintenance and some really some preparations before you left, um, it would be fine. You're, you're not growing things that you're, you're cut and come again. You're not, you're not, uh, your seasonal stuff. You got your, your perennial plants, your, your sweet potato, the long cycle stuff. Um, if you're planning on being there on a regular basis, you know, regular basis being once a year for a, a period of time, um, things like that, I think it, you could plan it out. The animals is tough. Um, I think that takes a lot of networking. And I think this, like talking about the resiliency, it, this is, this is kind of down a, a different path and I'll get to that in a second, our current resiliency, I think at that point you work really hard with networks. Um, I think you you really 
you really have to tap into people that are there all the time. So maybe, maybe you allocate some of someone else's, um, someone else's chicken flock or rabbits. When, when you come to town, you obviously are in contact with them. Maybe that is someone that you work with, that you provide something for or um, provide something for or pay or whatever value for value exchange you have there. I think you really tie into the networks that are there. And I'm finding that around here. And that's something that has really helped me feel that um, we're a little more resilient than I, I, I feared when we took off. Um, Jim says building community of friends happens organically and everyone knows a guy for whatever. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of ties into something else that I I've been meaning to talk about. Um, okay. Yeah. Rachel says here, local community is something we've been working hard at. Um, I help a lot of people when they go away on vacations or have been sick. I think this could be a co-op style um, vacation. Yeah. And I mean, there is, there is, there's definitely opportunity for that. Um, um, She says, we're talking month gone, not months. But what if there is... um, what if there's a community of people that, you know, there were plenty of people in Minnesota that, that loved it there. There were plenty of people in Minnesota that loved the winter there um, that didn't bother them. They enjoyed it. Uh, what if what if you tie into those people? I don't know. I don't know. Um, ha says it's weird uh it's weird though we used to have a lot of homesteaders a few years ago but now it seems that people are getting out of it in his area uh they found out that it's not easy uh they they covid happened and they were home and they didn't have toilet paper and they didn't have food they didn't have the food they wanted they didn't have fast food they were stuck at home watching YouTube videos and every fear prepper porn bullshit was out there. Um, they decided to get into homesteading. It's easy, guys, isn't it? When you see it on Instagram, when you see it on YouTube, it's 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 easy. It's not a pain in the ass. It's not expensive. It's not um, it's not a lot of work. It's not tying yourself into doing stuff daily uh more than more than just having a dog um you have to process those chickens you have to find some place for the eggs when you don't eat enough you like all of that stuff the garden overflows and um (laughs) rewilder life says yeah this is why you don't homestead out of fear very much very much very much um, but yeah, I think the community part of it is, is big. I think it, it can be a co-op situation. Um, I don't even think it needs to be official, but just, just talking with the people, just talk with your people. Um, 
Um, Hunter says, I'm a strong, independent person that don't need no government daddy. (laughs) Oh, Jim, Jim pulled out of the homesteading thing in the 90s because it was hard. It was, it was hard. It is hard. I'm not saying it's not like that's the benefit. That's the beauty of it, though. That's the beauty of it, how hard it is, um, but the benefits you get, the benefits you get, especially if you do it right and you do it smart. But anyway, um, that's kind of the plan going forward for us is trying to make multiple bases um, of operation and really tying into that community. And I'm gonna, uh, I'll get back to that in a second, but... The last few days, so this um, this cold snap, uh, the ensuing chaos here in Tennessee, um, um, the upcoming elections that are starting to make their way into my social media feeds, which I'm I'm not super excited about, but it is it is kind of it is fodder for memes, I guess, and um, and joking around and. You know, the political climate, the 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 stuff in Israel, the all of it, all of the shit, all of the shit that if you go in any mainstream prepper group or any YouTube channel that's uh, trying to get views, any Facebook group um, that has preppers in it, all the shit everybody's screaming about all the time. At one point, I just had to I had to step away and I was like, "Okay, I get your I get what you're saying, get what you're saying. It really went back to um, circles of influence, circles of control. Uh, Spirko likes to say, uh, does it change the temperature of your pool? Uh, That whole concept, not my problem if it doesn't affect me type of thing. And I. I have to circle back to that to make myself realize that we're okay. And when I did, I'm like, okay, so we had the cold snap here. We had the cold snap. Um, Corey and I are set up with multiple forms of heat. (laughs) And this was all designed because we didn't know where we were going. I mean, we had an idea where we were going. Um, We had general, general parameters, you know, we wanted to be warm and we wanted to do this and that, but we understood that, you know, cold happens everywhere. Cold happens everywhere. I'm pretty sure there was a huge uh, cold snap in Texas before we set up the trailer. So I wasn't blind to the fact that we could be in Texas and experience freezing weather. It's why we put the Cubics wood stove in the camper. We wanted to be where it was 70 all the time. We wouldn't have put a wood stove in our camper. Um, but you know, wood heat, propane heat. Now, when we have electric, we have electric heat. Um, we, we have different forms of electricity. We have the solar, we have the, the generator that takes gas and propane. So these things that the people are worrying about the, the, um, you know, every I guess an EMP would kind of fuck us because, you know, it would take out all our solar and electronics and things like that. Maybe I should put a Faraday cage around all our electronics. <laughs> not not anytime soon. But anyway, um, 
<laughs> Jim says I stepped away from the FUD. I don't fear the apocalypse. It's not going to happen like that in the movie, or not going to happen like in the movies. Well, and even if it does, even if it does, um, what, what, um, what is going to happen? What is actually going to happen? Jim says EMP is bullshit fear. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, it, it, it barely, it barely blips into my mind every few days, uh, when I see it and it's prompted. Um, hold on one second. I'm the one that takes care of my older neighbors and when I need help, they can't really help me. I'm starting to think about how I'm there for everyone, but it doesn't go both ways. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm thinking about how things could go down. I don't know. So what is the fear out there? What is what what are people worried is gonna happen? The system's gonna break down, the monetary system's gonna break down. Um the government's going to break down. So, so what? It's it's barely functioning as it is. Like, I I remember back at the beginning um, of of starting to prep, of starting to realize that shit wasn't right. Uh, it was back during the whole uh, doomsday prepper time period as that was getting rolling, um, and obviously that wasn't the um it obviously wasn't the the path to follow <laughs> watching watching doomsday preppers and um and 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 thinking those were were realistic scenarios is uh it was a, a was a false path to go down but you know I was lucky at that point that that Jack on the survival podcast really laid it out and he laid it out easily and said, you know, what is most likely to affect you? What is most likely to affect you? And it's not a Mad Max scenario, whatever. Like, like, seriously, if shit went that incredibly sideways. It is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. You're going to make do. You're going to figure it out. If the zombie apocalypse comes, you're going to make do. Um, what are we, what are we really, what are we really preparing for? Natural disaster. I mean, that's an actual thing that could happen. I, I would consider the fallout from eight inches of snow in Tennessee, a natural disaster. Um, if we had had a home base and that, uh, base here and that scenario happened every once every 20 years uh we hunker down in the on the property and do what we do um uh, we we survived it fine here uh we did find some holes in our preps um if the water had if the water had if the water had broken down um because of the freezing temperatures i didn't have my large holding capacity that i normally do uh, normally when it's above freezing, I could, I could have 35 gallons in the camper. I could have another 70 gallons in the pickup truck. I could have another 15 gallons in jerry cans and, and other storage. So that, that exposed that and also food. 
food is food is tough in in the in the vehicle or in in the camper um both quality and quantity <coughs> we do have some preps we do have some stores we haven't ever had to break into them but we do have some free dri freeze dried stuff that is a really um efficient way to go for us but as far as really making do um other than icy roads we can just leave it, it it would be a pain in the ass it definitely would be a pain in the ass we would have a bunch of things to do it would be a process but we're cognizant of what's going on around us that i think you know we could be out of here in a half a day it would suck maybe a day maybe a day at this point because we've been here so long and maybe that's something that that we need to um we need to evaluate a little further is is what is our what is our get the fuck out of dodge time frame but beyond that i feel pretty resilient i feel pretty pretty able to handle what comes at us um I do know where to get water as long as I can get out of here. And that was the big rub with the with the snow and everything. It was we can't get out of here to go get the water. So luckily, um, luckily for us, our spigot stayed on. Um, I our spigot stayed on um we never got close to running out of food or anything like that um it, it was only a week it was only a week so um hunter says i'm thinking fire drill i mean maybe maybe i um it is even if we don't roll even if we don't roll out um what would it be to get the fuck out I don't know. It's it might be something that we need to explore, Corey and I. I don't know. Maybe I should put that on a list. Hmm. Interesting. But um, I feel like we're pretty resilient right now to anything that people are worried about. Oh, the election's coming. There's gonna be riots. I don't fucking care. There's six. There's there's like six hundred people in this town, or four hundred people in this town, or two thousand people. I don't know. Um, there ain't gonna be rioting here. Um, the food, food. I know a lot of local food producers. Uh, I'm I'm networking. I'm I'm building community, uh, and that that really pushes into the the topic of um, the building community and asking for what you need. I had it on my list yesterday, but um, I had an example of someone that started talking about something they wanted to learn. It was in a couple of groups. It was in a couple of uh, Telegram groups. It was in private messages. It was somebody that wanted to learn a new skill. I wasn't able to help them. It was something that I don't know enough about to 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 confidently help them with it. Uh, I put feelers out. I put feelers out there uh, looking for help for them. They started throwing out feelers. They realized, they found out that someone they already knew was very skilled. And was able to help, will, will be able to help them. They were able to find someone that they already knew that they didn't know had the skills that they were looking to learn. Um, this type of mycelial web um, of networking, you need to send the signals out. 
like you know how mushrooms and and mycelial webs uh and you they talk about how the forest talks to each other miles away the trees are all interconnected this the soil is alive and connected and they're sending signals back and forth think of yourself like a node on that mycelial web and when you want to know something put it out there <clears throat> if you need something put it out there if you have something to offer put it out there you don't know who is connected to you in that web whether it be a direct connection or a connection five nodes away i tell jim jim knows someone that i've never known uh boom 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 and it gets back to somebody that i've met before that shit happens all the time that shit happens all the time be intentional about what you need and what you're looking for, what you have to offer, and tell people, tell trusted people, tell people that are in your network, in your web, they will, they will, will spread it around. I really think that we're all just in this, this big network, just like we learn about mycelial webs in the forest and all of that. I think we're a mirror of that or can be, can be. Talk about what you need. I think that's where I think that's where the success of what I was talking about earlier comes is that networking is that, you know, just because now that we've now that we're in this world where we're all connected, we're in this world where the whole country is connected, the whole world is connected. You never know your friend in California might know somebody in Maine that uh, has a brother-in-law that just moved to Tennessee that bought property. Um, how coincidental is it that I went to, I, I met this guy, I met this guy from Canada, um, randomly saw a video about him on Facebook where he was doing something just just insane uh removing a beehive with a shop back um uh, i thought it was hilarious and insane and brilliant all at once so i started following his youtube channel and and oh man the dude the dude has some videos he had some cool videos he was a little goofy but it is what it was I started doing a podcast. I started talking to him. We ended up becoming pretty good friends and, and talking quite a bit. Uh, we've been on each other's podcasts and we we grew our relationship. Turns out that he bought a property in Tennessee. When he bought the property in Tennessee, it was just raw land. He's like, well, what am I going to do with this? Um, and I, I being, being in contact with him, it was... Hey, uh, dude, you got that property in Tennessee. I got this thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking to develop raw land. I'm looking to do my own. I'm looking to help other people do it. Um, where is it? And he said, oh, it's about, excuse me. He's about an hour south of Camden. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll search and see if I can find someplace to stay near it. And, uh, and we could take a look and maybe we can work together on this property. And so I looked in this area and there isn't jack shit for public listed campgrounds or, or hip camps or anything like that. And I was like, oh, well, um, mm, uh, you know, it isn't really ideal for me to be commuting a bunch of places. And Tim's property wasn't something that we could get into. 
so we um i started talking i started talking and i started looking in network and i started talking to people and i, I came across somebody that was like hey i got i i'm I got a place in Tennessee that was relatively inexpensive. Um, we're going to be taking off about the time that you're going to be getting there. Here's their number. Maybe it's close enough to where you need to be. And I, uh, so I looked and we ended up 20 minutes from Tim's. We ended up 10, 20 minutes. Have built a relationship there. I've, I've started working on the property. Through that property, I met Jamie. Uh, Off-grid ping. Jamie is fantastic. Uh, what a resource he is around here. Um, we were able to to barter for firewood all winter through that. Um, so then after, after we started working on Tim's property, we came up with this great idea for a work day and bring some community together and community building is always great. And, and we need, we're going to get some work done at that, at that work day. I end up meeting someone, two people actually that had just moved here from New Hampshire that somehow tied in to Toolman Tim that found out about the work day that was looking to expand their network. And they live closer to me than Tim's property, to where we're staying. How does this happen? I end up working with them, becoming really good friends with them, and and continue to move forward with that. Um, that's that's just. Is it coincidence? Or how does that how does that all line up? I don't know. I don't know. I think about, I think about the chance encounters, the, the, the way things work out like that. And I, I explore it. I explore it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that kind of went in a bunch of different directions. Pip says, uh, the universe promotes life. I, I mean, yeah. Um, I guess that that kind of rolls into synchronicity, synchronicity a little bit. I've been noticing a lot, a lot of synchronicity lately. I think we just, I think I just, oh, wow. Uh, I think I just talked about a long cycle synchronicity. That that whole story that uh, that I just told was probably over the last three years, five, four years. I think Tim, Tim just posted that he was on Nicole's show for the for the launch of of his stuff four years ago. So that's pretty long cycle. That's pretty long cycle. Um, I'm going to be doing some, I'm going to be helping the person that found us this property to stay at. I'm going to be helping them out. We're still been in touch with them. Um, got some, got those trees. Uh, if you remember a while back, got those trees delivered. Uh, <laughs> Hunter says in his Hindu, Hindu guru voice, it is karma on your way to your dharma. I don't know if that's how they sound, but <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's interesting, but I've been seeing a lot of other synchronicity type things. Um, the other day, one example, one quick example was um, I was scrolling through Facebook for some, some reason. Um, and I just happened to like, I get so many suggested posts. It's, it's, it's it's nauseating 
but sometimes I really I'll slow down and I'll look at what Facebook is trying to feed me. And so I'm 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 flipping through and I see a combine, a har a harvester, uh, harvesting in a field, which is is not unusual. I mean, in, in lived in rural Minnesota. I live in uh, in rural Tennessee right now. You see harvesting going on all the time. I didn't think twice about it really that much. And I, um, Corey said something to me. The dog did something. I don't know what it actually was, but I looked up from my phone. I looked up from my phone and did some things. And I looked back down and the video was still playing. And I kind of looked at it again. And I realized that they were industrial industrially harvesting hemp cannabis they were using a combine to harvest cannabis and i was like huh interesting they're growing fields of cannabis large enough to harvest it with a combine and i thought this was unusual I thought it was a little unusual. So I, I actually clicked on the video and I was like, huh, it looked like it was the first industrial harvesting of hemp in Colorado. I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, it was hemp. It was hemp. Um, but I was like, all right, all right. So so the industry is getting to a point where they're they're um advancing technology they're they're changing they're they're figuring it out uh gingerbread says you were visiting scrambling well he does tie into this of course industrial hemp um jim says that'd be rough on the trichomes yeah um uh, industrial hemp is what it is um and so i was it, i was like this would interest brian this was definitely interest brian scrambling so i sent him a link to the video and he gets it and he writes me back and he says you know what 40 minutes ago i was doing an interview and i talked about exactly this now we know that facebook listens to shit we know our phone listens to shit we know we know we know we know i get it whatever you talk about you talk about random shit and it shows up on your phone you talk about a product it shows up on your phone i wasn't talking about industrial hemp harvesting with a combine and the algo didn't prompt me to send it to brian or did it? Or did it? Does it know us that well? Does it know us that well? Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Daily Stoic yesterday. <laughs> was talking about uh what's the real prize in life what is the real the real prize in life is it a million dollars is it a billion dollars is it a big fancy house is it cars is it what whatever it is 
And the point of the meditation was basically it's none of that. And if you can find happiness, <laughs> if you can find happiness, if you can, uh, <laughs> if you can find happiness, if you can find interest and happiness in things that don't cost you money, non-material things, uh, it really makes it easy to always be happy. Uh, they were talking about Warren Buffett. They talked about a couple of different athletes. One athlete that that still lives, he's got a multi-million dollar contract every year and he lives on $20,000 or $26,000 a year. Fantastic. That's perfect. I was always impressed by there was a there was a kid that got drafted out of Syracuse, played basketball. Um, I remember what his name was. It's a while ago. Basically, his mom took his his paycheck and said, you can have what you can get in endorsements, but you're not spending any of your your MBA contract on you. It's going in investments. It's going in investment. I was like, I like that. I like that. Good for her. Good for her. Um, <laughs> Pickle P says, disc golf is free. Hole in once can make your month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but no, just, just being happy, being content. Um, a book, uh, a thought, pondering, being able to sit and think, enjoying nature. Um you know, things like that, being, being content and being happy with nothing makes it so you're always content and happy or ability to be always content and happy. MSU rifle says, beware of the AI. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. I, I mentioned it a long time ago when the whole chat GPT thing was rolling out. When everybody was freaking out, when everybody was just kind of getting access to chat GPT, it was probably a year or over a year ago. Um, it's the video and the images were scary real, were scary, scary real. And the only thing I thought about was in the drive-by media, in the social media doom-scrolling society, how easy will it be to create video? Video. Seeing is believing, guys. Seeing pictures. Like, what is the old saying? I need to see it to believe it. I need to see it. Show me proof. I want to see it with my own eyes. Now there's proof of nothing. I can show you videos that are all completely fabricated, that look absolutely, absolutely perfectly real. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Gingerbread says, I've heard of the algo knowing a woman was pregnant before she did because of her change in shopping habits. Yeah. That's a long time ago. That's that's advertising. That's that's way back into the um easily early 2000s. That that's been around. That didn't take AI. Um <laughs> Jim says, oh, my God, I just watched three guys build tiny homes in the disc golf course. <laughs> um, wait a second. Rewilder Life says, how old was this kid that he was drafted? I think that might be part of another conversation. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um yeah i mean the video the videos and the photos and the the reliance of society on seeing it so i see i saw this i saw this kind of play out in a microcosm i saw this play out in a microcosm of the the football game i'm 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 quickly I'm quickly saying don't show me any more of football stuff. The 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 team that I'm remotely tiny little bit interested in is done. Uh, again, it's the same story over and over every year since I was a fucking kid. Uh so it it doesn't really matter. But Facebook was flooded with all of this bullshit that was not true and like I'm not upset that it wasn't true. But just the, the naivety of the people, people would put out uh, a fake news article about the game or after the game or this or that or the other thing. And there'd be a thousand comments on it, just trashing on or uh, pumping up or whatever, wholeheartedly believing something that was so, so obviously not true. But within a couple hours, it had taken hold like it was the gospel. <laughs> I um, I can only imagine how this is going to ramp up with video and, and photo proof of what, what's happening. Scary, guys. Head on a swivel. Trust and verify. Trust and verify. It really got a lot harder in the last year. Really, really got a lot harder. Pickle P says, never leave it to the kicker. Um, kicker can be miss it as easy as uh, as easy as an interception, whatever the script needed. Whatever the script needed, man. I'm pretty sure um I I love all the, the NFL scripted stuff. That that that's some of my my favorite. <clears throat> that is definitely some of my favorite. Um, Jim says the shit from both sides of an issue is why I left face crap. Yeah. Uh, I law for a long, 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 long time. Didn't use Facebook. Um, only to post on the business side, only to post on the business side. And I recently got back into it for, for a couple of solid reasons. It wasn't for, um, it wasn't for entertainment by any means, but, um, going into it conscious of the, the mind fuck that happens when you're there 
um, helps. It helps. You recognize it. Uh, I'm not saying you don't get caught into it at some points, but acknowledging it going in, it helps. It helps. There is a there is a, a, a means to an ends there for me. There's a purpose for me to be there, and I just have to keep that in mind when I go there and very be conscious of of um, be conscious of how I use it. Um, what else I got here? Sorry, guys. It's uh, it's a slow morning. I'm I'm kind of tired. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the weekend. What do I got planned for the weekend? I plan on getting getting rested again. Uh, it's been, Jim says the time suck for most of us is detrimental. The time suck is horrible. Like that's the biggest thing I struggle with. Um, I might go to only having it on my desktop, but there is such a convenience of, um, the, the end goal of mine is to spread my links around and things like that. And mobile makes it easy for me to post to one place and have it go to all my pages and things like that. So Ah. gingerbread said the lead story on how to geek today was to be wary of fake kidnapping scams now because of deep fake huh interesting <laughs> yeah so this weekend i plan on getting getting rested uh the week of cold it just beat it out of me Corey, Corey also concurred getting up in the night to stoke the fire uh just the cold in itself was was uh it beats you up i remembered from minnesota how tired i was all the time how sore i was it just takes a lot of energy to keep your body warm in general uh, and then add on top changing sleep schedules and the extra work and it it it's a recovery and then this week has just been super rainy and uh, rained a ton I think this weekend I'm, I'm gonna try to catch up a little bit on some rest I have uh videos to do I, I started doing videos yesterday I did uh, blackbeard fire starter uh these fire plugs they were nice enough to send those out they're pretty cool i got them open got some uh some video taken got some up on amazon i'll be getting some on facebook or on uh, youtube also got other reviews videos to go out if the post office would get their shit together and ups would get their shit together i have a bunch of products showing up that i need to do videos for that i was counting on for uh to meet my my self-imposed quota uh on amazon influencer program uh, I have to make a video for week three review. If you haven't checked out week one and two review, those are up on the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, other than that, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I got news yesterday that our post office lady is, is no longer yesterday was her last day, which makes me sad for a couple of reasons. A, she was super nice. Uh, and I really enjoyed interacting with her all the times that I was spending there. Two, she knows who I am. She knows that I get packages there. She, uh, she, she's all over it, and she would go the extra mile for me and and do things that I I never would have expected uh, the post office lady to do. Um, you know, help me out if she wasn't going to be there and uh, I needed to get a package. Things things like that. Um, so I got a couple new uh, a couple new employees coming in that I I don't want to say I'm going to need to train them. But uh, definitely need to stop in and and um, and do some networking again. That relationship I built was fantastic, and she 
she uh she's not quitting the post office she's actually getting transferred to another couple of uh of small post offices near here so uh i'll have to go say hi at some point at some point it uh, one of them is right next to the dollar general we go to so it's not like i have to go out of my way to see her uh but that's uh that sucks uh, like i said ups is still uh dicking the dog on their stuff it sounds like the the um the transfer the last transfer spot the last transfer spot for ups where they put it on the truck for delivery near here has trucks full of packages sitting there that don't have drivers and my packages it makes sense because my packages every day they say out for delivery um they say out for delivery and then it sits all day and then at the end of the night it says um it's not going to get delivered today <laughs> maybe tomorrow and then today it'll say out for delivery so it's 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 getting me to have to go to the post office every day to see if it's actually there because I want to get it. I don't like it sitting there. I don't like my stuff sitting somewhere else um and me not having it. So hopefully today I got uh, I got several things showing up so I hope they show up so I can do these videos over the weekend. I hope they get their stuff um I hope they get their stuff in their ducks in a row. We'll see. Uh, real quick before we, we wrap up, did you guys see that primal that primal over on Noster primal um, primal the the protocol the protocol the the I can't even think right at the moment. What client client primal the 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 Noster client. There we go. There we go. Uh, they they released their mobile version that has a Lightning app right in the in the client. Uh, what what clients are you using currently to access Noster? So I'm on Android and Windows desktop. I've been using um, in Brave. I've been using Primal for a while now. I really like it. I, I think it's a, a, a super cool interface. Uh, works works well. And I've had no problems with it, so I've stuck with it. Uh, on mobile, I've gone to um, I've I've a long time been a long time Amethyst user. Hunter says Amethyst. Um, so Amethyst, but with Primal releasing their mobile, I downloaded it. I downloaded it, and it um, I'm starting to mess around with it. I'm starting to. Um, I'm starting to mess around with it and I think it's going to be cool. It's got a, it's got a wallet integrated right into it. I'm going to have to dig in. I'm going to have to dig in. Um, first looks, first looks. I like it. First looks. I like it. Uh, Pickle P says, check out karate combat tonight. If you turn on the TV, it's new and awesome. It's part of the fan controlled sports. How's that uh, fan control sports going? Brian is, um, is the football still a, a thing? Have they gone to other, um, have they gone to other sports? It looks like I know they were, they were doing basketball maybe and now doing combat sports. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, guys, it's, uh, it's been a fun Friday. I, uh, I enjoy you guys hanging out. Uh, thanks for pickle piece says they got a golfer now. Interesting. 
Huh. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, let's wrap it up here. Let's get out of here. We'll come back next week with a full uh, full week of uh, shows again. Uh, we'll wrap up and, uh, and, and look back on the weekend and get into a variety of topics. You can always find uh, the fine chat going on this weekend in the Telegram chat. I might actually pop on uh, and do a live this weekend. I got some testing, some stuff I want to test out. Uh, that I don't want to do in the middle of a show in the morning. So I might uh, do an impromptu live just to test some stuff out. So if you see a notification pop up this weekend, definitely hop on. It might benefit you. It might. Um, otherwise, we might just be bullshitting and it might be a, a huge, a huge uh, disaster trying to test some of these things out. Anyway, um, I appreciate you all listening. If you enjoyed the show, it's always free to hit the like, the share, the subscribe. You can return value to value, value for value to me. Uh, you can please consider joining one of the YouTube membership tiers or listening on any value for value platform like Podverse, Wavelake, or Fountain.fm. You can visit thelotsproject.com, newly updated, and uh, and more updates here in the near future. You can find all my information, all my links, all our recommended products, partner companies, discount codes, and services I offer. Check that out, guys. I hope you have an awesome week. I hope you uh, get some shit done this weekend or get some rest or recuperate or have some fun. Whatever, whatever your heart desires, go ahead and get that done. Have an awesome weekend, guys, and we will catch up with you again on Monday.